Hey, welcome back. So we had a little bit of a glitch. <laughs> we were, but, but it worked out in our favor, actually, because, you know, we were already going on over a little over 20 minutes. And, and we like to keep things a little short around here, Leah, at Hopesville, Minnesota, because what we want to give parents a chance to listen to an entire episode without having to sit down and take 45 minutes. So, sure. yep. um, so this is actually, it was a good breaking point. So let me refresh where we were. We were talking about how music affects the brain. And Leah had just shared a really interesting uh, story about Albert Einstein. And if you could just refresh our memory just briefly on that. Sure. And then we're going to move on to the next part of our podcast on music education. Sure. So I had shared Albert Einstein's quote that says, the theory of relativity occurred to me by intuition. And music is the driving force behind this intuition. My parents had me study the violin from the time I was six. My new discovery is the result of musical perception. And I think that is a really profound statement. It really is. It really is. Well, for one, we will say, hey, it's Albert Einstein. So anything exactly must be be golden. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to go with it. Right. It really (laughs) is true. And I'm going to go ahead and give you just some information um, regarding why that's the case. So obviously, yes. every you hear that kind of cliche saying, well, music's important. But a lot of people say, well, why? I am not a musical person. How in the world am I going to incorporate music education into my home school? So we're going to talk a little bit about why it's important. And then I believe next episode, Dale, we're going to discuss how to incorporate it into our homeschools yes. on a daily basis. Music so, education for parents who are not musical. That's correct. <laughs> and even if you are musical but yeah. don't know where to start, I will give you the tools. And yeah. I'm always there as a, a sounding board to listen and to support you as you do this because I understand it can be daunting. There are other things in homeschooling um, that I am daunted uh, with every single day. And so <laughs> I have a support person that I reach out to um, albeit it's not music, but yeah. in other areas, I'm definitely challenged. We all have our strengths and weaknesses, right? That's right. So That's let's, we're a community. <laughs> right. So let's start by discussing um, the hemispheres of the brain. So okay. the left brain, the left brain, uh, which is usually controlled, which is controlled by the right side. Okay. So mm-hmm. the, it controls the right side of the body is what I'm trying to say. It controls numbers, math and sciences, written language, spoken language, objectivity, analytics and logic and reason okay and Mm -hmm. then the right side of the brain or the left side of the body's control it is the 3d shades the arts and the music the intuition the creativity the imagination subjectivity um, emotion and face recognition now as i was saying in the last episode there are many skills um, and activities that young people will do that incorporate either the right side of the brain or the left side of the brain. One yeah. thing that is profound, um, all, even though um, students will occasionally cross the midline, which is that imaginary line down the center of your body, mm-hmm. in other activities, they will occasionally cross that line. In music, it has been proven that um, we are continually crossing the midline. So say, for example, you are playing the piano. Well, your right and left hands are going to be crossing that midline continually through the entire activity. If you're playing the violin, it's going to be the same thing. They're going to continually cross that midline the entire time. And so we are seeing the, um, the ability for our body to create additional matter that actually bridges. It actually forms real live 
uh, bridges between the right and the left side and were forcing the entire brain to work together at a higher order of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And we're developing skills, sensory in, um, integration, body awareness and critical thinking skills all because we're using the entire brain. Well, and there's very few activities where you're using both sides like that. That's right. You'll use one or the other. And like I said, occasionally yes. you'll cross the midline. Um, but it's very important, especially for young children, that we incorporate music because it's going to force them from the time that they are just developing before five years old. They are they're just sponges and we want them to have this um, crossing the midline as a habit. We want it to be what their brain is just ready and conditioned to do. It really is important for children's development and it's an integral part of learning. Like say, for example, how to crawl, riding a bike, reading, writing. If your child does not crawl, so some children will walk before they crawl, as yes. long as they eventually crawl, they end up um, being able to do all of these skills that are typical in life. If they don't crawl and they don't cross the midline, they will have a harder time. And yeah. in cognitive learning and in behavioral learning, if a child has not crawled, for example, then they will actually have an older child get down on the floor and crawl because they need the child to cross the midline. Yes. So if your child is one of those that doesn't crawl, getting them down on the floor with music and the music will automatically have their minds crossing the midline because they're hearing, they're experiencing, they're moving, they're learning all at the same time while they're crawling, you're going to impact them even greater yes and okay. music it affects our emotions it affects our you know so it does it does, it does um, like you're listening that's right and you're using that side of your brain but then you go to the other side and you're feeling while you're listening you yep. know yep you have an emotional response to it yes and so um, how music affects the brain again so we discussed what each lobe of the brain or hemisphere of the brain does let's yes. discuss how the music is affecting each side of the brain. So if we are looking at our left hemisphere, it will affect the language and logic and discussing music theory composition and using the left hemisphere of the brain as it analyzes what's being discussed in a music lesson all mm -hmm. at the same time as you're using the right side of the brain that's yes. doing the feelings and emotions like listening to the music that you're playing. Um, the emotions, the interpretation. So you can see why both sides have to be used. Now, I have some students that come in and they're very mechanical. They yeah. play the notes and that's all. And they're very accurate, but they're very much approaching music with one side of the brain or the other. And so yeah. in this situation, they would be approaching it with the left brain. And so my job as teacher is to recognize that we're very mechanical and very organized, which is wonderful. But we then need them to be very expressive so we can activate the other side. So well, it's, only half the, it's only half the battle when you're, when you're just playing the notes. That's right. right? And really, why is it that we go to a concert? Why is it that we, fee we leave exactly. a concert feeling just emotionally charged? Because they played music. The definition of music is organized sound. So yeah. we are organizing our sound perfectly, but we didn't elevate it to the next level and, and reach people emotionally, we really did them no service. We played mm. really accurate organization of notes. But when you respond to a song, there's a reason why your Christmas music makes you motivated to do stuff because you're just cozy, you're happy, you're, yeah. you're feeling good, but it's the emotion that's driving you. And it's the musical tools 
in the organization of the song that's causing you to have organizational outcomes going out and organizing things, feeling motivating, feeling happy, you know, mm-hmm. celebrating all of those things. So when your child is really young, when your child is very young, if you can um, get them on the floor, play music, even if you don't quite understand why, trust me, it's amazing. Get yes. on the floor with your child and have them build blocks and sing songs with you. Yeah. And because they're going to be, have to use both sides of the brain. And say, for example, we used to do this, which is very funny. We loved like easy listening music from um, like the 50s, 60s. And it was uh, the composer that I love is Horst Jankowski or, uh-huh. or Percy Faith. And I'll put a couple of links down there. That music doesn't have lyrics most of the time. It just has very um, intentionally positive uh, music. Okay. So it's just got yeah. a very important um, motivating factor. It just up, it lifts your spirits, but it's not Christmas or classical. Yeah. It's just happy. And if you can allow your child to just do some interpretive dance while they're doing this, turn it on, let the sun come in and let your child just dance around because they're going to cross the midline again, because Mm -hmm. their arms are going back and forth. We're using the right side of the brain to interpret how it feels to make us Mm -hmm. move. And we're using the left side of the brain to stay in time while we move. And you know, mom, it doesn't hurt for you to join them too. That's correct. (laughs) They and what love you when you do yes. that. And nobody has to see it. It's just nobody you and your does. kids. Yes, <laughs> it's absolutely true. What, about once a month, my husband gets this, this little inkling that he really, really, really needs to just have a music night. And we, he goes downstairs and he plugs in his iPhone and he takes his music. And we as a family, the kids just go nuts. They're jumping all around. We have a huge pile of, of stuffed animals downstairs. Yeah. They jump off the couch into the stuffed animals and they're doing flips and they're singing and dad is singing. And I just sit there in awe because that is the part of a, mu- a non-musical parent because yes, he can't do the music, but he so supports it and so yeah. appreciates it. And it's a different kind of support because Yes. I can't, sometimes knowing all this information really is annoying because I can't appreciate it the same way. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yep. So yep. Sitting back and allowing myself to be on the sidelines and watching them just love music and it bonds us. It's a yeah. total, it's a different approach of a full brain workout, but we're doing yeah. it through appreciation. And, that, and it's, yes, it's just the most pure form of bonding. It is. And I tell you what, the kids go to bed happy. They, they sleep really well. They look forward to those nights when dad just gets it in a wild hair and he just really wants to just listen to music. (laughs) Everything that dad does when they go out to the shop, when we teach the children's woodworking class that we have, my husband always has music playing. He said, it's very important. You need to set the tone. And so if at home, in order for you to engage all of your children's brain at all times, play music just gently in the background and according yep. to what task you need, play different styles of music. We really need to have a large variety of music because music will touch someone. So if you play something very tragic, it will cause a child to be very introspective and it will create that ability for them to feel what someone else has gone through. Well, and have you ever seen, there's that, that video that has gone around a little bit on social media of that baby where the mom is, is singing a sad song, like a song yes. in a kind of minor key. Yep. And the baby's, I mean, she's not more than eight months old and her eyes just well up with tears because she's responding to the emotion 
that she's feeling. And if there was ever a good indicator of, of what music can the power of it yes. and what it does for for a child and for their emotional well-being and all That's of that right. that right there is to me a very good indicator of just so and that true. bonding moment between that mom and that baby is just well, incredible it is and if you think about the reason that we homeschool why do we homeschool most people homeschool because they want what's best for their child they 100%. want their child to be the main focus they don't want them to be in a group of 30 children lost and un uncared for and or so, just not eat not their needs the needs not getting met that's right they're just yeah they're just overlooked because they're one of many we homeschool right. because we want that relationship allow yeah. music to help you build that relationship and just like we use we exercise our muscles every day to protect our bones and joints reduce blood pressure and things like that music education needs to be incorporated in what they're doing because it produces better brain function, better stability in the emotions, better social interaction. So if you think, well, okay, we need calisthenics every morning because it's very important. Well, why not music every morning then? Yeah. Because it's just as important. It's just a different kind of muscle and coordination and development. Absolutely. it's, It's something that is just so easily overlooked and I think it is it's kind of a superpower for a homeschool family it really is if you can tap into this and feel um empowered enough to give it a try your children are young most of the time they're very forgiving if you make mistakes they aren't going to know unless you tell them and you're going to learn along the way there's a lot that I've learned and I was homeschooled my whole life by an amazing homeschool mom and we did extremely well extremely well in in um, standard state and federal levels of really well. So in their perspective, yeah. not just in ours. So she did right. what she needed to do, but there was so much more that we learned. And yet I still have piles of stuff I don't know how to do because yeah. I've never, I mean, like it's totally different when you're on the other end teaching than, than if you're the child. Right, but exactly. But I just, I just remember that yeah. I have a superpower. If I can turn on the music and I can love learning. I can learn right along with my child. And there's things I've forgotten. So yes. much I had forgotten. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, that's what I learned. And then I understood it better because I come at it with an adult brain now too. Yes. So I'm able to set her up, my child up to succeed from a point that took me my whole life to get to. Now she gets to start there and go on. Exactly. And, and, you know, the thing that I love about, about um, homeschooling and how this can actually help us with the music end of things helping us with this is that remembering that we can't teach our kids everything they will ever need to know right but we can give them all the tools they need to be able to get the information of everything that they need to know yes and and so that's and 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 i think you know setting them up musically where they maybe they'll never be you know an opera singer like you are or a musician a concert pianist like your brother or a violinist like your other brother but, you know, they can appreciate and love music and use it to, to help them to do what they need to do in That's life. Right. Well, and um, really, I know that some, some homeschoolers will say, well, it's too late. My child's older. It's never too late. No, it's, it's never not. too late. Nope. And I bet that if you look back at your life, because music is such a part of culture, it really oh, yeah. is, that there's a lot more music, um, that has been incorporated in homeschool than they even recognize. Yes. And so, because it's just what you do, you just listen to music. So even if it's, you have an older child, 
start now. Yeah. It does not matter when they begin to use both sides of the brain, but start now. Don't neglect it. Just saying, okay, well, they're old, but start as an adult. It keeps old folks really sharp. I oh, have it lady, does. I have a lady who's 75 years old. She's very um, <clears throat> concerned that she um, remains sharp. So she is learning for the first time, piano and voice voice because she just loves to sing and piano because she wants to be sharp and it's a huge challenge for her but every day she comes she tells me it's not easy but it's good it's important and so it's never too late but if you have young kids this early childhood development in in regards to music whether it is recreational music right um, or professional career training like you if you intend if you see great um, gifts in your children. It yeah. doesn't matter whether it's going to be professional or recreational. Um, we're engaging the cognitive and developing, we're engaging those cognitive skills and developing good social skills. And those social connections are going to, to produce enormous opportunities for children. In I've life. never heard anybody who's learned to play the piano say, man, I really wish I hadn't learned to do that. Right. And I hear constantly, <laughs> I wish yep. I kept going. I wish I kept going. And sometimes yep. I really do think in some regards, it is um, due to poor teaching on the part of, um, of music teachers, because sometimes we forget why we're doing what we're yeah, doing. Because yeah. Because we're so focused on the perfection. The mechanic. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this, I tell my students in a world where everything can be altered, we can go in and have artificial music a hundred percent of the time. I encourage my ch- my students to make live music, to embrace, yeah. to embrace mistakes, to yep. say they're going to happen because they happen to the professionals. It's just that we now have p- auto correction for pitch and we have all yeah. of this stuff. So you can go in and come out sounding like a totally different person or playing. Well, have like you ever been to a concert? Yeah. Where you're like, this doesn't sound anything like what I listen to on, yes. on the radio. And so I, it's very hard, especially for young people, because they yeah. come thinking that they have to make these unhuman sounds. Yeah. So I, I really do, I hope to encourage you to find a teacher. If you're looking to get your child into music lessons and you have the ability to do that, find a teacher who not just on paper fits the bill, but right. who really connects with your child. Yes. They're like, yes, I get to go to lessons. I love working with Mrs. Knight. That's why I go. Mm-hmm. That's going to go a lot farther than just being like, well, this person on paper has all the degrees necessary. That's yeah. true, but they might be an awful communicator. Yes. And yeah. so it'll kill the love really fast. Remember yeah. we homeschool because we get to then decide what is best for our child. It goes right. the same with music. I yeah. hope that parents will feel um, allowed, like they can be very um, decisive, mm-hmm. be decisive. It's important that your child plays music, but it's not so important that you throw them under the bus and give them an awful old lady teacher that hits them with a ruler. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> we don't want that. We want them to feel empowered. Encouraged, it needs and to be fun and challenging at the same time. That's right. And you know, what's funny is I had um, an amazing teacher. I had a really difficult teacher when I first began and she, she was, she was really good at what she did and she saw enormous potential in me, but it was more pressure than I could handle when I was 12. 
Sure. And so uh, my mom saw me shut down because I lost the love of learning. And so she switched me to a new teacher and that teacher allowed me to choose the music that I was interested in. She supported me. She listened. If I was having a bad day, I cried sometimes. And I tell you what, every single day of my teaching now, I think of this teacher and yes, she completely shaped me because she cared. And so because she cared, I kept learning and learning and learning and learning. That's why homeschool is amazing because nobody cares for our children more than we do. Right. And, you know, I have a friend who um, my husband and I, when we were missionaries, uh, we were first in Guatemala for 10 years. Then we were in Japan for four years. And when we were in Japan, um, I met another mom who homeschools her children and her children take piano lessons. Now she plays piano and she sings beautifully, Mm -hmm. but she wanted her children to have a, an experience with their grandmother who lived in Canada or Alaska. Mm-hmm. And so she um, set up a time so that her children took um, piano lessons from their grandmother over, oh. over Zoom. That's and amazing. it was wonderful. And it was a time for them to just bond with their grandma. Right. Grandma was an awesome teacher because she was, like you said, she, you know, as a mom, sometimes we're more into like the, you know, like, well, you got to get this right. You got to get this right. Right. And grandma's like, that was awesome. You only missed like half the notes. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) But what it does is it causes them to want to please grandma. Exactly. And so they'll go try even more. Exactly. And, and I, and I, you know, they love, they love their time, you know, that they got to do with their grandma. And, and so, you know, thinking outside the box, you know, you don't have to take them always to a a person, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe there's somebody who you know, who are like, you know, man, this person would be an amazing mentor for my child. That's right. And they play, they play piano or they sing or, Mm -hmm. or they're really good with the flute or they're really good. And my child seems to enjoy their drums or maybe not the drums. That might be a little too much for some people. That is definitely uh, an investment in your, yes. <laughs> in regards to everything. You have to be yeah, really invested yeah. in that before. You yeah. Gotta go be invested <laughs> when it comes to my husband is a drummer, you know, and everything like we're driving down the road and we always have music on in our car and he's always drumming on the stand. I'm like, okay, I'm just, I turn into a drum, you know, it's like, well, you it, might as well just join in and get both I sides mean, of the it brain is working. What it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that if, um, we can just remember that it's not about perfection. Yes. If we can just remember that it's about the process, it's about the learning, it's about the journey, then we will be merciful to ourselves as we're teaching. Yes. We'll also be merciful to them as children. Because again, the key to learning anything that I have found in my personal opinion is if you love learning in general, yes, you can learn anything. And I tell you, studying music caused me to be so joyful in learning that it spilled over into English and math and all of the things that I didn't love as much, but because I knew how to learn, I was self-motivated. I was organized because of my music lessons. I then was an incredibly good student, Yeah, you know, because of music. And it's It gives you tools. It It is. It's It's so true. And when I went to college, I came fresh out of homeschool. And I went to college and my teachers were, some of them were like, wow, we love homeschoolers. They're so motivated. And others were like, well, we'll see how you do. It was my intention to make a a splash to show them that we can be the best 
And yeah. so that is what I did. And when I graduated, I graduated as the very top student in the entire university. Wow. 4.0 or a little bit more, but not because I'm trying to toot my own horn, but to tell you that the sky's the limit. If you, yeah, can exactly. tap, if you can tap into that love of learning and use music, in my opinion, use music to find it. You can teach them anything and then exactly. they're going to just accomplish incredible things. They well, it really gives them are. confidence too. Right. You and, know, and, when you're, and when you're dancing silly in the living room, you're not too worried about what people think of you. So it makes it, you, you're willing to take some risks. That's right. And what mm-hmm. it will do was it will set a precedent for your child when they go to music lessons and they hear something that they're playing that makes them smile and they think of the dance that you did in the living room and they're able to tap into a different style of expressive expressiveness because of that silly moment that was private, but they remember the feeling and yeah. that feeling is then interpreted into their music and then we as the audience listen identify connect and support and it becomes this beautiful circle of support interpretation support and interpretation and this wonderful yeah the child or any the adult whatever the case may be feels empowered and that is our goal remember as homeschoolers why we do what we do we are trying to train our children the whole individual it's so 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 important that the student is the focus and we can do that by incorporating music into our homeschool education and activating the entirety of the brain. Well, and there's a, there's a really big reason I think why God used wor- music for worship mm-hmm. and, and he, I mean, it's a value, you know, it's something that he has, he, from the beginning of time, music was something that he used um, to lift our souls and to, That's right. and to help us to express our, you know, our love for him and his love towards us and, and um, how it just, how God just incorporated that into our life. And, and it's a, it's a language for him. It is. And, you know, it's a very important thing that you mentioned here. Um, This is something that I would um, like to just bring up for a moment is that music is also a moral force. Mm-hmm. So there is a philosophy of, of people out there or mindset um, in, in people that say that music is amoral. It has no morality, so it doesn't matter. The, the, um, the styles that your children or that your, yourself, the styles that you study will mm-hmm. have a, a direct relationship or correlation with your behavior and your mood. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so if you're going to, and I obviously am not, God. And I want every person to make good choices for their family. Right. But, but music is this, um, this kind of powerful. And so we need to approach it with a, um, a very wise lens. We need to say, okay, let's make good choices. Yeah. Just let them listen to garbage off the street because it will. Be selective. That's right. Because it is so powerful. It's such a powerful tool in regards to mood behavior and outcome and learning styles that I'm hoping to encourage parents to be very prudent about the styles that they encourage their children to listen to. Now that is relative to who you are and what you feel the Lord wants. Absolutely. But I just say that because I know the power that music has. And so mm-hmm. when incorporating that into your school, just keep that in mind. That's why I really love music without lyrics because I love to sing. And obviously I love to sing with lyrics. Yes. But sometimes the lyrics can be distracting 
Yeah. And so if we can just get down to, especially if they're studying, if we can just get down to music that is just music for music's sake without the benefit or the distraction of lyrics, it is sometimes even more powerful. So that's something to keep in mind as well. There are times and moments where it's absolutely imperative that you have lyrics in your music. If you're cleaning, you want them up and singing and, you know, absolutely engaged. Yes. But keeping that Mm -hmm. in mind that music is moral and that just like with everything, we want to teach our children to have good boundaries and to have um, good character. And because music is so powerful, that needs to be that um, overarching morality needs to be something that's taught with that music, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that's wonderful. Hey, Leah, we are, believe it or not, at the end yeah. <laughs> of this session. So we are going to um, uh, wrap this up and then okay. we, we are going to come back with a third part, my first three-parter. <laughs> Um, where we are going to be discussing specific like curriculum and fun ideas and thoughts and, you know, of just what you can do as a, as a parent to really just engage your children and just some great ideas of things that you can do right now today Yes. um, to get started. It's, you know, there's no time like the present, just get started, start somewhere. So um, yeah, thank you guys so much for enjoying this section with us and uh, please join us for part three so you can get involved in all the practical ways that music um, can be incorporated into your school even now in your family. All right. Thanks, Leah. Yep. Bye bye.